Welcome to another episode of By the Railside Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Zach, and with me today, I have... Fartmouth Jones! And as... Constable Fuckworth. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. His name is not Zach, it's no. Ass-Eating Jombie. Yeah, Ass-Eating Jombie. I he forgot my own ass. name. Fucking Yo. idiot. He's too obsessed with eating ass. There's brown stuff that comes out ass. He got booty on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello. Good soup. No. <laughs> it's Insta chocolate, idiot. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and some other places that probably exist out there with our name on it. Uh, this week, we reviewed TikTok. Iron Man 3. Oh, yeah, we do have a TikTok. I don't post anything, but we have it. Maybe I should yeah. post something. Every time I like go to like think of an idea, idea, or, idea. yeah, an idea, uh, it doesn't work in my head. The or it works in my head, but then when I like go to do it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be stupid. And then Just all the do it. it's called TikTok. Yeah, I should do. It's that. called everything on TikTok, though, Zach. It's okay. Yeah. You There's should. racists that have at least 5k followers. I'm sure we can do something. Speaking of racists getting followers, I voted today. Oh, nice. I thought about doing that, but I don't have my voting card. We gotta get the mail. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. Alright, sorry for that tangent. It's okay. Uh, if you live in Canada, go out and vote. Uh, it's not even election day. We gotta vote. I, I thought it was... No. I'm confused. Er, you oh, Early voting started today and runs until Monday, and then the actual votes in like two weeks or something. The twentieth. Ah, yeah. oh, so you got me nervous for nothing. Way to go! <laughs> it's my secret, Captain. I'm always nervous. Yes. <clears throat> I'm not. I do a lot of drugs. <laughs> uh, if I do too many, I do get nervous. Yeah. Just like or Robert animals. Downey Jr. in Iron Man 3. Oh, he got real ang anxious. Hello, post-traumatic Down syndrome, guys. Uh, Mr. Constable, can you uh, tell us what Iron Man 3 was all about? All right, we got Anonymous or Jawadidri. Wait. Yeah, that one. Jawadji. Jawadji. Uh, fuck you. Halo 1K. Oh, there's a lot. Oh, Blazer 346. He's a good man. Yeah. Or woman, we don't know. Or... Human. I don't want to offend any of the people that don't have a gender. Uh, after <laughs> saving me, <laughs> I can hear them coming. I can hear them tweeting. Uh, <laughs> after saving New York from an alien invasion, billionaire Tony Stark buries himself deeper into his work by building a ton of new and improved Iron Man suits. He also starts having constant nightmares and doesn't know why. Well, I mean, he does. Uh, but deep in the shadows, a new menace called the Mandarin starts orchestrating a series of terrorist attacks all over the world. When his home is demolished and his suits are destroyed, Tony or Stark begins a personal journey to finding out the truth about the bombings and tracking down whoever is truly responsible. Little does Tony know, uh, however, that... What? This guy's running his bed. Little does Stark know, however, that someone else from his past uh, has plans against him. Yeah, no, we're not reading from him again. 
<laughs> I was just thinking that we'd get him on the podcast for the last episode. <laughs> no, we're going to go with Anonymous. Because, okay. When Tony Stark's world is torn apart by a formidable terrorist called the Mandarin, he starts an odyssey of rebuilding and retribution. Ooh, I like that. Thank you, Anonymous. Uh, please stop being racist on 4chan. Yeah, they won't. No. 4chan is racist. It's just, it's just like racist. a couple of the boards. B is, um, they say it's ironic racism, but it's not. And then there's <laughs> uh, Flash Pole, which is just straight up like people being Nazis. It's just like saying the N-word in a Twitch chat. Hey, hey, I know where you live. <laughs> I'll force you to say it in front of a cop. <laughs> Oh, he did it. Oh, God damn anyways, it. yes. <laughs> All right. We're, uh-huh. gonna, we're doing it. Uh, we're doing Jeff's ratings. What we think. Um, I got to figure out what I think. Oh, that's a good Yeah, that's a good idea. I got a bunch of stuff written down. I just have to really compile it all into like a TLDR. <laughs> you guys go ahead and tell me what you think I think. Um, I'm thinking... I'm thinking a solid five and a half to a six. Um, decent action, uh, just in general, uh, Jeff's got a hard on for RDJ. Um, how fucking dare you? He, uh, it was minimal pepper pots on screen, so he, he likes that. He's not a fan of the kid, but I feel like he'd be a fan of RDJ interacting with the kid, because basically throughout the whole movie, he just shits on this kid, and it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't, I think, oh, the only reason he would know about the twist is because we went and saw, uh, Shang-Chi this weekend or this past weekend. Uh, by the way, go out and see it. It is hilarious. It's a great movie. Lots of good action. Um, and overall, I'm really excited to see more of, uh, Shang-Chi in the, in the MCU. Um. But yeah, so that one kind of spoiled the, the little turn there. Uh, or, or... Not gonna lie, I didn't recognize the guy. Oh my god, that's amazing. Trevor. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't clue in that it was him until he said his name was Trevor, and I'm like, oh, this is the guy that Zach was talking about. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm going with five and a half. Uh, I'm gonna go slightly lower. Um, just because he always uh, disappoints me, it goes way low. Um, so I'm gonna say he's gonna give it a three and a half to a four. Um, but he's probably gonna change it now that I said that. Yeah, now um, it's a two. <laughs> yeah, like he loves the RDJ. the The movie was decent. Um, not much of uh, Pepper Potts, and I mean, some of the time she was getting like tortured, and I feel like Jeff would be really into that. <laughs> Based off of previous conversations today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, so I I think it's it's just a a three. Um, There's definitely some some plot issues, I think, that he saw. Um, But uh, I thought the movie was well done. Yeah. Sorry, I think there's a spider in my headset. Give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hate it when that happens. Put my headset on, bitch starts crawling around at my ear. Nope. Get out of here. All right, so now that we've all, or we, me, and Jordan, as we, 
have we all we all <laughs> uh let's hear hear from jeff what, what do you think uh uh about uh about this movie uh <laughs> are we do, doing the like production and whatnot yeah 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 from from a technical standpoint uh on the movie um how, how do you find how do you find the effects and and everything like that i actually have a, a a cool little tidbit once you go through um the the effects and your thoughts on them uh overall the uh, special effects and whatnot was pretty good the only part that really stood out to me was the like random deer when he landed in portland or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> sure um that deer looked pretty bad and the deer's movement was pretty bad other than that most of the uh special effects was pretty good the uh the end fight scene was a hell of a spectacle that was pretty pretty fun to watch with the uh michael explosions and all that kind of shit going on like there was some unnecessary explosions in there but it all looked fine uh yeah, the uh, I I really didn't have any problems with the effects or or editing really. I didn't notice any anything weird like that, like I did on like the Hulk or Thanos or anything like that. Uh, did you guys notice anything that kind of was off? Um, not really. I mean, uh, some of the stuff uh, when they were like regoing limbs, uh, when Tony was like looking at the stuff in the truck was a little bad, but it might have just been like an effect to show like the shitty internet connection plus he was watching it on a screen so it was like them recording a screen um uh and sometimes i found that the the in suit stuff was kind of bad this time um for for roadie that's that's one thing i'll agree on the suits the the helmet suit or whatever looked gigantic like before, I maybe I just didn't notice it as much before or whatever. But the screens and the the HUD and whatnot seemed so much closer. Like he was in a tight suit. A lot of the scenes this time looked like he was in like a fucking tube because the hood was so far away from him. Yeah, it uh, it was definitely rough looking for for that. They they did not nail it. Now I with Robert Downey Jr.'s I think. Like some of it might have been okay, cause it, cause when he was like autopiloting the the MK42 or 43, whichever one it was, but mm -hmm. yeah, the interiors on that, they, it seemed like they were almost like saving the budget for that end fight when it came to the animation stuff and the CGI, just because there wasn't as much going on in them as it is when you see them in like the Avengers or even the first two Iron Man movies. But the uh, one of the cool things, uh, the that final scene where it shows him he's going to the cliff or whatever um, to toss his his old power source at the end, um, that was a CGI Robert Downey Jr. because he was actually injured um, while he he got injured while filming. So that scene um, they CGI'd and imposed him onto a body double. Really? Yeah, that's how like decent it was. I was like, "This is crazy." When it gets to, uh, I think Civil War, when they you start to really see, actually, um, it'll happen in Guardians of the Galaxy two, where you see like the de aging uh, tech that they do. I don't like the one in in Civil War that they do of Robert Downey Jr., but some of the de aging that they have 
um, well, Samuel L. Jackson or Nick Fury in uh, Captain Marvel was like de-aged throughout that whole movie, and they used that de-aging tech. Same with Coulson, and it looked already or Samuel L. Jackson's looked amazing. But yeah, I didn't realize it, but yeah, they said that Robert Downey Jr. was CGI'd that whole last scene, which is crazy. It looked very, very real and very good. Yeah, I, I'm just rewatching the scene now that you talk about that. I don't know anything about de-aging technology or whatnot because I haven't seen a lot of those movies and whatnot, so I wouldn't have noticed. But uh, I'm just rewatching that last scene, and it makes sense because there's a lot of time they don't spend like actually looking at his face. Yeah. They they spend a long time on like his hands and whatnot, and if you really look. You can, and if you know that it's like a body double and whatnot, you can see that the person is built differently than him. Like he's got thicker cheekbones and stuff like that, uh, and his hands are are thicker. The it looks like the whoever their body double it was was just a thicker person than RDJ overall. But yeah, if you didn't know it, it it'd be super easy to miss. Yeah, I think the I think the guy who pointed at that I caught it from. He said he watched the movie like five times and he just didn't catch it until he looked into it yeah honestly i think without looking into it i never would have known yeah 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 same um something i didn't know and i i kind of noticed now i noticed that it differed i couldn't i couldn't quite place it but this movie differed from the first two um and john favreau didn't actually direct this one yeah it was done by uh shane black yeah, he uh, he decided to direct Magic Kingdom, which I don't think I've heard of. It's because it's not available. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Mm, <laughs> Although he did say that he liked it uh, because it gave him uh, more freedom to play his uh, character happy. Yeah. Um, that, and he felt like a proud grandfather who didn't have to change the, the nappies, but just to play with the baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things I noticed that they actually didn't use for this one like there wasn't too much of the it was more just the cgi they didn't use any de-aging realistically in this one because when happy that beginning scene when happy and and tony are at that big conference or whatever in switzerland like they they look the same age as they do the rest of the film just with a goofy wig on yeah but as the uh um that that will fill into the extras though uh that girl was quite nice even if it was just a from behind shot i googled how fucking dare you that's my thing yeah i said it earlier i like butts and you cannot lie i can lie Happy in that beginning scene looked like a fat John Travolta. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what he's going for. It was the nineties, man. But yeah, Tony just looked like Tony. Yeah. Did you see the uh, uh, the one guy that was there? It was a throwback to the first movie. Uh yeah, that was the the guy that was in the that saved him. It was Hope or whatever his name is. Jensen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I caught that. I caught that. Come yeah. on, I'm not that yeah. oblivious. I understood what that reference. Again? Uh, yeah, Trevor. Um. <laughs> I didn't. Re- he had a beard. Oh. <laughs> he had a beard in the other one. Yeah, I know. I just I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I just stare at beards if I see them. I just. To be fair, I missed like most of Shang Chi with a migraine. So. 
Oh, always there. Gotta go see it again. Let's go. Let's go. Get up here. Yeah. Mm, no. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say this once. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and back to Iron Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoyed, like, before we found out the, the twist uh, on the Mandarin, his like portrayal of like a terrorist and like this evil dude and even like the voice that he did for that character was really good like if you didn't know about the twist like a lot of a lot of people like if you don't google it or if you've never seen this movie that twist was i think pretty well done it disappointed a lot of fans because they were like yes the mandarin is finally on screen like this is a big baddie um waiting for the 10 rings like like the Shang-Chi version. Um, but the twist in general, and then just his portrayal of an actual terrorist and then playing an actor was great. Oh yeah. What's his name? Ben Kingsley, I believe. Yeah. He has fucking amazing range. Um, and I'm really glad that he got the part because I don't think anyone else could have pulled that off. Like even, uh, when he first met or when Tony, like first met him, um, when he was like showing him how it was an act, you could see him like he was in character and then you could see him like slide out of it slightly and go back into it. And then at the very end, just like turn back into Trevor. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He'd, he'd say the odd like line mockingly in his uh, Mandarin voice or whatever, and then just pop back. And... Yeah, yeah. I just thought, I thought the way that he did it, I, d I don't think anyone else could have done it um, uh, any better. Yeah, uh, I I don't know anything about like the characters in the comic books and whatnot, but just googling the Mandarin, you get like a businessman in like a, a suit and tie and whatnot, right? Not the terrorist. So while I agree, I liked the the fake Mandarin better than the real Mandarin, and I I can see why people were disappointed about the the twist. I just based on purely not knowing anything and looking at pictures it followed the comics better because he was just like a businessman in the mo in, in the comics by the looks of it i mean i don't want to get too political but modern day businessmen are just modern terrorists I mean, yeah. yes, but... <laughs> who who wear hipster ropes <laughs> <laughs> only if they're on drugs which is most of the time yeah got them quaaludes oh we got so many ludes Chase the dragon later, ride the white pony, finish it off with uh, the devil's lettuce. Have a BLT. Dude, I would love a BLT right now. No, you don't want that because that's uh, meth, weed, and angel dust. I want a, a bacon lettuce tomato sandwich. No, you're going to level with out meth, right weed, in, and angel the, uh, dust in it. the nth plane of existence. <laughs> You're going to live every horror and every pleasure known to man simultaneously. I always end up at N-1, and uh, I just get lost. You're going to visit hell where your dad's going to open up his rib cage and ask you to dance. I'm not going to dance. Yeah. He's, you don't have to. He's just going to ask you to. And you'll probably, you'll probably be upset because yeah. he, like, he opened up his rib cage and everything. you got to get dressed up as fat John Travolta. <laughs> I'm just regular I John am. Travolta now. <laughs> <laughs> just say modern John Travolta. <laughs> What'd you guys think about the uh, the music choice in this one? I did notice some music in this one. 
Yeah, the uh, I like the opening song. I found it would, is was pretty fitting because it kind of gave like uh, a look into what Tony was going through, like with the the PTSD and the anxiety. It's pretty, but it also doesn't bring you down because everyone everyone loves that song. That's a great song. Um, and then uh, honestly, other than that, I didn't really notice anything. Like there wasn't any. Uh, um, there wasn't any of that old school rock and roll that you yeah. heard from the old one, like the other Iron Man's and then the, um, uh, the Avengers. So it kind of leads you to believe, like there, like just through the music choices alone, that there is something wrong with Tony right now, because it doesn't seem like he's his, himself, where he's just like, he's still kind of witty, but but there's no, there's not that rock and roll thing that it's something's off about him. Yeah, I I definitely noticed the the change in genre with I'm Blue and that weird fucking Jingle Bell song or whatever. Yeah. Um and I definitely did not interpret it as this is like a a symptom of Tony. I because a lot of it came before you even knew what was happening with Tony, right? So to me, it just felt really out of place where every other time there's like an actual song and not just like action orchestral stuff with Tony involved. It's classic rock. And then this one, they're just like, not some weird nonsense punk, uh, punk pop song and a fucking weird Christmas tune. And while it was Christmas and whatnot, yeah, it just, it felt more out of place than felt that it had meaning behind it to me. Uh, yeah, I, I noted that the music was a lot different this time. I didn't note it towards any like certain changes with Tony. I thought it was maybe like a directorial thing, um, just because like John Favreau wasn't doing it. Um, but the uh, the non music stuff, like the orchestral stuff, I actually noted a lot. Um, there was a lot of transitions in the music, um, like just it was a constant play. But the way the music shifted with the tone of the movie was done phenomenally. Yeah. Um, I think I have, what, uh, 13? 13 notes about the music? All of just, like, just noting the shift in tone and, like, how well they did the orchestral stuff. Um, and a couple uh, noting, like, transitioning from a song into the orchestral stuff really smoothly. Like, there's no break whatsoever. It just flows completely. Um, so I thought I thought the music was very very well done in this movie. It flowed almost perfectly. That's good. Yeah. Outside of those two, I, I did my typical thing of not noticing anything. Yeah. It uh, it was just something that I would I pointed out now because I've um, in like certain certain movies and stuff like that. Usually the like sometimes the song choices are just like null and void. Like hey, let's just put this fucking taylor swift song in here because it's popular and would get more money because people would be like oh t swift um but even the uh um uh in endgame the beginning of endgame they play um mr fantasy or i, I don't know the actual name of the song but that's how it starts i was like dear mr fantasy play us a tune um and the the director specifically chose that song for the beginning so when I look at movies now, I look more into the actual song choices. If it's 
not if it's like a generic action movie, but other things just to see like, oh, why did they choose this song for this scene type deal? So that when it said I'm blue to me, that's because we are watching them in order um, and knowing what Tony had just gone through. It kind of made more sense to me that why they chose that one over the other ones. They definitely probably could have chose um, other sad songs, but to keep more to the old school, like growing up type deal, or and also the time period was in 1999 when the scene that they cut in at. So yeah, that was just the the. I didn't note it, but it's just something I thought of at the cop top of my head when as soon as you said music yeah uh it it definitely could be i if that's what they were going for i would have liked more of like uh if you're going for like a sad and depressed tony to do more of like a sad and depressed classic rock kind of thing instead of uh i'm blue and fucking jingle bell christmas or whatever but i mean that's just me but that well i i get it because uh it's Tony Stark, right? Like he's the, he's the billionaire playboy. You can't be sad, so it's got to be like a subtle thing because he's trying to hide it, right? Yeah. But I think uh, the uh, the scientist, what's her name, uh, Plant Girl, um, saw through it, and, and it showed that a little bit in the beginning of the movie when they were getting close before they were uh, smooshing booties. Yeah, Maya Hansen. Yeah, Maya the Plant Girl. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, it's it's almost like yeah, you need that that happy sad song so kind of like uh like bullet by hollywood undead uh, i don't know if jeff knows it but jordan jordan definitely knows that one it's like the it's it's a song that's about all this sad shit but the beat that it has just makes you want to just like dance i have no way of confirming if this is true or not <laughs> but uh I read that Back in Black was used without permission in the first movie. So instead of suing them, they used their songs in Iron Man 2 and got a cut of profit. And then they just didn't deal for three and just didn't. Ace DC, that is. That that could be it. But yeah, cut of profits are definitely good. They definitely should have done it for the third one. Because this one made $1.2 billion at the box office. Yeah, it was probably more that... Uh, Marvel didn't want to cut a deal with them, then they didn't want to cut a deal with yeah. Marvel. <laughs> yeah, because at that point, like they know they haven't by the balls. Be like, well, we want the same deal as last time. Like, yeah. no, no, we're not giving you a percentage because we know, like, at this point, it's the series is making money. It's yeah. like, oh, what's that? That's a Marvel film. Yeah, expect at least five hundred million profit. Yeah. Again, I have no way of knowing if that's true or not. That's just something I read when I was googling. So yeah. that could be all bullshit. Ah, it sounds right. And it's the internet, so it's all right. It's got to be true. Yeah. Um, One thing I definitely appreciated in this movie is that they gave the bad guy a name right away. They, even if it was, there was like a bait and switch happened, it was the Mandarin. Because in so many of the movies, I just like, I know who the bad guy is because they show him. But I don't know, like, what to call him or anything like that. Like, in the Hulk, I didn't know who uh, Abomination... Like, I, after Googling it, they called him Abomination. Other than that, it was just, like, his weird Russian name or whatever, right? And it, it to me, I like when you're using such a, like, famous IP 
and you actually use the name of the character, not like their background name that no one fucking knows about kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's easier to... It it almost gives you not a... Like, instead of having, like, a, a face to to hate, it, it actually gives you, like, a purpose. You're just like, okay, like, every like you have a title. It makes, mm-hmm. it, it makes it more imposing of a, of a villain other than just like, okay, well, here's the bad guy. You're just like, oh, right. here's the Mandarin. Holy shit. Okay, this guy is, is a big deal. Yeah, because, like, throughout some of the movies, I don't know, like, the, the villain's real names or whatever so they're talking about all these guys and throughout the movie i'm just like is this actually the bad guy or is he working for someone else kind of thing because they're just like yeah just jimmy five hands you know and i'm just like i don't know who that is (laughs) but also it probably like super fans of the of marvel and comic books and whatnot probably appreciate it the other way around right because they're gonna hear like johnny five hands and they're gonna know who he is in the fucking universe right and they're gonna be like oh here it's coming kind of thing right whereas i'm just some retard that's just like who the fuck is this guy that's why you gotta finish the movie and figure it out yeah (laughs) yeah most of the time or a lot of time with the with the marvel movies and even just uh in general if it's something that's based off of something else like i'll spend a good chunk of time either googling stuff or if me and jordan end up seeing it together it's we're both googling things going back and forth being like oh okay yeah this makes sense like oh okay this is that person and to me that's one of the the fun parts of the of the movie experience especially when it's based off of something else um but i also understand the the more casual viewer that's just like why should I dislike this guy? I actually kind of like this villain those with his crazy ideals. Uh, and then you realize, oh, wait, no, I actually probably should be hating him. Except yeah, not, that, that's... not so much this one, because he's like, I think the first time you see him, he's talking about bombing a, a church with women and children. In yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was Retribution <laughs> from America doing that to them, right? That was eye for an eye kind of thing. I thought he was talking about like the, the Braves. like the Yeah, the, he, he did that to america because in his little speech he said in like 1860 or whatever the americans waited until the i don't know if they were natives or who they were all the males went out hunting or whatever and then they came in and killed all the women and children so that's why he chose to do that in the cabal airport or whatever at the temple was just to do basically give america a taste of their own medicine I feel like there's better ways you get that message across. Like, <laughs> don't do it to yeah, them. I, they're, they're they're out there. They might get hit anyways. Do it somewhere where people think they're safe. You know, yeah. if you want to really send a message, pull your pants down, take a shit on the president's desk, and then send a nuke to Alaska. That was, that was yeah, I, I'm close. pretty anti-American, so I, I really didn't mind the whole give them a taste of their own medicine thing. I think we should just put just uh, make it farmland. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole country. Farmland. <laughs> um, but back to what you were saying before, Zach, that's definitely uh, a, like, not a fandom thing, but, like, how into something you are, uh, a differentiator there. Because as me, as a hyper-casual, borderline forced to watch movies, uh, 
I don't want to have to spend extra time Googling stuff that the movie could have told me, right? Like if this is relevant or important information, the movie should tell me this. I shouldn't have to spend additional time looking up stuff to, just to make points in the movie make sense or connect them. You know what I mean? And th that's coming from a, a hyper casual person. Like there's plenty of people in different fandoms that love doing that kind of stuff. I'm, generally speaking not one of them i want to consume the media in the way i'm choosing to consume it not having to google after yeah yeah no that makes sense but i think it's it could also be the um i'm sure do you do it do you do it in like video games and stuff like that too i mean like video games for the most part the information is in the game right there's no you don't have to Google anything outside of like game mechanics if you're playing something hyper complicated like fucking Minecraft mod packs or something like that. Yeah, it's just it's just stuff like that because I'll I'll do it because I I'll do it with pretty much every movie. Like I want to learn new like cool facts, regardless. Like not not just things about in the actual movie, but it's those things that like like uh, with John Wick, uh, the fact that pretty much like the gunfights and everything like that are beyond similar to what it would be in real life instead of like the the hollywood endless clip he shoots mm -hmm. nine bullets because he does that and watching things like behind the scenes things um but yeah no i uh i definitely understand when it comes to uh stuff like that for the the casual movie goers yeah it, it's just a, a a preferential thing right yeah that's why you listen to By the Railside podcast, so that you can Where find we... out all the cool things about movies that Jeff needed to Google and hated his life. <laughs> I'm like a little mystery, you know? But I do think that they should give out, like, pertinent information. But if it's not, like, super, super important, then fuck it. Let the viewer look it up or, or, or wait to find out, because, I mean... It, with Marvel, like it may take years, but eventually they'll loop it back around. <laughs> like, yeah, what, I... when was this movie made? Uh, it came out in 2013. 2013. They waited a year, uh, and then it's when you found out that there was more to to, to Trevor Slattery's story. And then uh, 2014 to 2021 is the next time uh, you see him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you see him again in another movie, do you? Uh, it's yeah, Shang Chi, the one we saw. Yeah, no, 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 I know Shang-Chi, but you said it was like a year before you see him again? Oh, yeah, they did like a, a one-shot, so just like a mini-series thing of different characters, and uh, oh. it, it, it just basically explained uh, what happened to him after Iron Man 3. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, uh, shit, you said something there I was gonna rift off of, but now I don't remember what it was. Oh, I, I, you said pertinent information should definitely be in the movie. I had no problem with any information being left out of this one right like i didn't did you guys have anything that you had to like look up just to link the dots in this one because this one seemed pretty straightforward to me nothing overly important was left out yeah it was uh for the most part is actually pretty straightforward good storytelling um there was no um needing to look up certain characters uh they played off the mandarin twists like pretty well and stuff like that so this one in general you didn't really need um anything extra it was, it was very straightforward and very good for the um for the basic person to to watch and Disney. enjoy 
I'm the um, basic bitch. <laughs> uh, I had a few questions, but uh, nothing that I, I I had have looked up and are probably will. Um, I was wondering what the fuck was going on with his sentient suit. Like, was it just reacting off his muscles, or was it reacting off his subconscious? Because like when uh, him and Pepper were having the fight, it like gave her the side eye after Tony said something sassy, and then later on it like came to protect Tony when he was having one of his PTSD dreams. Um, uh, so I, I just want to know how uh, how it's being controlled when he's not in it. Um, and if that was Jarvis, did he just drop that fucking ball? Because wouldn't he notice that like a suit is going rogue, one, while Tony's sleeping, and two, it also just attacked Pepper? I think, again, I have no confirmation of this, but the way I interpreted that was that it's probably based off of Tony's heart rate and adrenaline levels because he has those, like, fucking things embedded in his arm now, right? So they probably have sensors of all sorts uh, sending information to Jarvis, and this was probably just an autonomous defense thing, and uh, Pepper was the only, like, living thing near uh, Tony at the time, so it probably just assumed that she was the... Uh, cause of the adrenaline and heart rate spike which yeah. would make sense if they had just like had sex before that right because you would have had the same adrenaline and heart rate spike so maybe there's some other sensors in there like endorphin sensors and whatnot but yeah that that's how i interpreted it anyways yeah i just uh i i just a bit confused by it because i, I feel like like even he said it shouldn't do that um and i'm assuming they they definitely fucked in the shower so, like, cause, and even for him to, like, activate the suit, he had to do a certain pose, right? Like, he was JoJo posing to summon the suit. Yeah. Um. So, I just didn't make sense. Like, I guess he was a little curled up, so maybe it was one of the signals, but just needs to upgrade it, man. Like, yeah, there, there was definitely some inconsistencies with the uh, the suits and Jarvis and whatnot in this one. But, for the most part, they just used the suit inconsistencies as a plot device more than anything so i I just let it slide i do have some writings on it but yeah it it was a a good show to see how in like future um future films and when you see all these other iron man suits that he goes through the fact that yeah um the fact that he has like all these additions to the suits like um, the Igor suit that holds up the the falling beams or whatever the holders uh, in the last scene, um, the one that just like splits apart um, to go everywhere, uh, the back thruster in the one so that he wouldn't fall off the thing. Um, yeah, and then there was like Heartbreaker that had the immense chest cannon and uh, yeah, red red snapper i think is what it was called because it had those great big like pincer fucking hands and shit like that yeah just stuff like that where you could just see where his mind is going and it's like trying to solve all these problems and you end up seeing it in in age of ultron with the hulkbuster we're in the hulkbuster mm -hmm. armor trying to trying to solve that problem or um in Endgame with the and infinity war with the nano suit uh, he's, there's a, a few different changes and stuff like that to, to the nano suit just for certain things that he notices. And you see it from the start of in Iron Man 1 when the suit ices up as he's trying to go higher and higher, and he fixes it immediately. It's the small little nuances that he finds either an inconvenience or it might become an inconvenience, and that he 
adjust his suits to to uh, change that, which I think is so cool to do. He went overboard with the amount of suits in the Iron Legion when they when they popped up, but nah. That was his like PTSD and anxiety talking, right? He's like, "What if this happens? I can't adapt that into the suit. We make a new one." Yeah. But yeah, I I really like having the different like styles of suits that are specialized and whatnot, like the the fucking piston puncher that just like punched the bridge and sent the people flying and whatnot. Like oh, the other suits could have done it, but it just looked cool doing it kind of thing. And I, I, I like those like stylistic choices and having specialized things. I think instead of having one suit fix all that could be like, not necessarily a weakness of Tony, but just like, yeah, a weakness to him. Because I find one thing with a lot of superheroes is they don't have a weakness. Like, what is Thor's weakness? Jane. Pussy. <laughs> but that's not his, like, physical weakness, right? That's that's his... Just, well, like, the reason you you he does stuff is Jane. That's yeah. not, a, like, his weakness. Same with, like, a lot of the time, Iron Man. He His suit blows up. He, he just... It's fine. He just puts it back together and whatnot. I think having specialized suits would make him more vulnerable, you know what I mean? Instead of having a... Uh, one suit fits all situation thing. Yeah, I can see that. Also, I think Thor. This this could be wrong, but I think Thor's weakness is the constant worrying of not being worthy. So then he'll just lose all his shit again. But that that could just is off off the cuff. Um, but his uh oh fuck, you were saying something, and I lost it too. Uh, different types of suits. I enjoyed it. The different styles. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nope, it's gone. <laughs> I should write while I'm listening. Um, but yeah, the the different kinds of suits and just thinking and going through all those different scenarios. The fact that in the beginning of the movie he was up for seventy two hours. I don't think like I think that might be a little bit of an over exaggeration, unless he's just like pumping himself with cocaine. People could stay up for seventy-two hours. That, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. it, it sucks, but you can do it. Yeah. Especially if you're just like amped up on uh, fucking mental illness. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> mental illness is the the fix-all of the world. <laughs> well, it's it's good because most of the world's got it. Hell yeah. But yeah, uh, with the whole no sleep thing. I don't understand that line. Einstein slept three hours a year. That is just factually incorrect. Einstein slept like 10 hours a night. <laughs> I don't know where that line came up yeah. from. I just wanted to sound cool. Make him sound like he's a genius that doesn't need sleep. But his, yeah. uh, his, his acting for the anxiety thing, I found that like as someone who's had a bit of a panic attack when he has it in the restaurant for like the first time. That seemed very, very accurate to me. Like it was very well done. I think the actual attacks were done. Okay. Uh, Cause it is like overheating and feeling smothered and all this kind of stuff. But I mean, I know his suits are like his happy place, but a lot of people, if they were having a panic attack, they wouldn't be able to get into a claustrophobic suit like that. But his, I find found his anxiety acting outside of the actual attacks 
and his like I'm overtired acting in this one to be pretty poor. I he does a wonderful job as like the pompous asshole, but I found watching the this one specifically that anytime he tries to go outside that, it doesn't feel as convincing. Yeah, I I, I thought it kind of it was decent in the beginning. Um, like I get what you're saying that most people would not go, uh, into like a claustrophobic space if they're having a panic attack. Yeah. But that's um, his safe space. So that, yeah. that's fine. It, well, I mean, it depends on the person. Cause I, from experience, um, with people that I know, like some people find that comforting, like they need mm-hmm. that a small space or like cold temperatures or whatever the hell. Um, so it's, it's everybody's, everybody has their own way of dealing with it. Um, but I thought it got worse as the film went on. Um, like after he met the kid, it, it just seemed to disappear, which I thought was kind of shenanigans or like he was able to calm himself down from like full on panic attack. Can't drive to, well, we're good in like four seconds. Yeah. Just throw some snow in his face and he's fine. Yeah. It just, it, it seemed a little watered down at that point, which I didn't like. Um, but I mean, I understand it's not really a, it's like what PG 13. You can't really get into like in depth with mental illness. Yeah. Like, yeah. You should have took tips from uh, Mark Ruffalo. On how to you can call how to... a kid a pussy, but you can't act nervous. Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, Bruce Banner's nervous stuff like that. Now, if the Hulk yeah. had a panic attack, holy Christ, that'd be terrifying. The Hulk does have a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, isn't that what happens in like the not Endgame, the Infinity War, when he gets beat up by Thanos, and then he's just like, "Fuck you, I'm not coming out because I got beat up." Well, that's not a panic attack. That's being a fucking baby. Yeah, grow up. <laughs> um. But yeah, back to Iron Man 3. There, There's also a big difference between just general nervousness and, and panic attacks. And and I think Ruffalo does a, a good job on the whole like anxiety and whatnot. But he's never shown to like have a full anxiety attack. So I, it, it'd be interesting to see how he does it compared to uh, RDJ and whatnot. But I definitely think that RDJ dropped the ball on the acting overly tired because he didn't really act any different and the uh nervousness part I, I i was not convinced yeah it was more not uh not so much the panic attack but just the ability to do that like i feel i feel like mark ruffalo had that more not really range but just the the focus and the study to be able to pull something like that off I think Chris, and he's shown he's able to handle the lead up to it, right? Yeah, and like Chris Hemsworth does it really well in in Endgame when he's Fat Thor, is uh, like the change in in everything and the his switching between emotions. He does it very well in in that game. But yeah, it doesn't. I felt that he, the the way that they were going about it seemed pretty good. But yeah, after listening to you guys, it it probably wasn't the best acting he probably should have just stuck to to dickhead tony stark yeah but they were trying to to give an emotional connection and you can't really fault the writers for trying right like i think i appreciated that in this movie because like i was saying before a lot of the superheroes to me they don't feel like they have weaknesses and if you give them a more human element like that's one of the reasons i like the hulk right like his strength is his weakness this is pre him able to control it i find the hulk character gets worse the more he's able to control it but anyways that's a different point but like his strength is his weakness right like yeah he can do all this crazy shit but he can't control it he kills people while he's doing this and that just like tears him apart as a person i find that makes him 
a much more interesting character than a lot of the other superheroes that are just like, ha, I'm super mad. Fuck you. Roar. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I appreciated the attempt to give Tony that in this movie. It didn't come across great, but I definitely appreciated the attempt of giving him more humanity. Um, I, I agree, uh, but I slightly disagree. Like I, I liked, I thought they went, uh, a different route. Like the, I didn't like the PTSD. Um, but, uh, this was kind of like a, a changing movie for Tony Stark. Like you saw the progression of his character a little bit more, um, like before Tony would have never opened up to anyone. Um, but he was opening it up to Pe- uh, Pepper, which showed that he like actually trusted her, um, and then she went full cunt mode. Yeah, but they got back together in the end because she was wearing sexy clothes. Yeah. That that fucking scene where, like, he he opens up to her. She decides to go have a shower or whatever and comforts him. And then he's having she sees he's having a full-blown, like, panic attack nightmare. And then, yeah, the robot steps in and it freaks her out. And then she just fucking leaves. Your husband is, like, having a mental breakdown to the point where he feels he has to have armed robots guarding him at all times, even when he sleeps. And you're just like, no, this inconveniences me, I'm leaving. What a cunt. <laughs> well, I mean, she's probably terrified. Like, if you had a fucking suit of armor uh, that wasn't being consciously controlled by your husband, who now has PTSD, um, like, it, it was attacking you... I'd be a little bit panicked. Like I've seen what this shit can do. This this thing uh, took on a whole army of aliens. Uh, I mean, it it grabbed her. It, I wouldn't call that an attack, but it grabbed her. And for the most part, yeah, you'd be freaked out. But you also realize that the person that's controlling or made this thing is Tony Stark, right? Like he's going to have some semblance of control at all times. As you saw, when the moment he opened his eyes, he just fucking tore the thing to shreds with a like little mini self-destruct thing. Right. He's you. Well, it might be a frightening experience. It's not as frightening as seeing someone go through a full blown panic attack. I, I, I gotta say, I disagree yeah. just cause like from the outside, it may seem like that, but if you were in that situation, like you just walked up and this robot that could literally rip your arm off or like blow you to smithereens, you don't know what he's got like in the suits. Right. Cause she is not down there all the time. So she doesn't know mm-hmm. what this suit is, like which one it is, what it's capable of. So her mind wouldn't instantly go to, Oh, I have to like make sure Tony's okay. Like in her mind, Oh, he's having a nightmare and now I'm being attacked by a robot. I need to leave this area. Yeah, I, I guess that just goes like with my brand of depression, right? I fear for my own life a lot less than the comfort of my the people I love, right? So yeah, yeah, no, no, I I get told I get that. I really understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess it's just a if you're not mentally ill, then you don't see mental illness in the same way, and you fear for yourself. Yeah, more. Like, she she doesn't seem like like the character. Doesn't seem like she's had because the actor's time. definitely mentally ill. That bitch yeah. is crazy. She <laughs> rocks in her coochie. Of course, she's mentally ill. She sells a <laughs> vagina scented candle. Her vagina, yeah, her vagina scented. There's candle. no way we can confirm that because every time I send her a letter asking if I can smell her coochie, she says no. Fucking. Yeah. She just says it. She doesn't actually send you a letter back. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I know that she says it is because I'm watching. Got a microphone her. in yeah. the in the fucking letter. 
No, Jordan. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Say my name again slower. That's, that's not I'm a good smell thing. Smelling your candle right now. But yeah, on your this is kind of just like a, a soft tangent off of your. She doesn't know what's in the fucking suits until the very end of the movie. When a random piece of metal falls out of one of the suits, she just picks it up and throws it at the guy, just assuming it's a bomb, and it happens yeah. to be. <laughs> well, that is actually because uh, I, I was scrolling through the uh, the movie. Uh, I subscribe to this movie details podcast, or not podcast, but uh, subreddit, so I can find all neat little things. Um, the the person suggested that the reason why she sees this thing which it kind of does look like it looks like a missile or like a dildo either way pretty like pretty dangerous um but the reason why she kicks it at him and then blows it up is because tony ended up doing the same thing as the um when the mandarin was attacking his house which was i also wrote that down as stupid as fuck Helicopters are notoriously fragile. Just hit it with your fucking plasma blaster or whatever the fuck it is. You don't need to throw a bomb at it first. I think wasn't there wasn't there an issue with the No, that's how he blew up the bomb was with his plasma blaster. <laughs> the only thing that had an issue was his flight thing and then that got fixed after Jarvis dug him out with his own hand. <laughs> yeah, Jarvis is a badass. He's an idiot. What's that, sorry? His, he was an idiot. He was shit for half this movie. He's dropping the ball entirely. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he got fixed by a child and he was all good. I don't I don't yeah. understand. I just I was very unimpressed with Jarvis this movie. Oh no no. Yeah. I guarantee you there's at least one thing that impressed you. And it happened when uh when the kid was working on him and he said the wrong cranberry. That didn't impress me, that just made you, me laugh. You love that line. And that was the only time he did it, even though he says he was constantly doing that. That was the only time he did it. His very next sentence was fine. Well, yeah, because the kid fucking... <laughs> yeah, I'm in. And yeah, we're good. He's fine. He's not going to say the wrong cranberry. Uh, speaking of wrong cranberry and Jarvis being a dumbass, Jarvis is a supercomputer that's basically autonomous, right? Yeah. He when Tony was drowning, he was pinned underneath a whole bunch of concrete and whatnot. He didn't sit, tell Jarvis to do anything. Jarvis just said, "Take a deep breath." Ripped off part of Tony's arm, dug him out of the fucking concrete, and then like flew him away to safety. Right? Like that was all Jarvis. Tony didn't tell him to do any of that. Yeah. So he's clearly autonomous. And to go with this, he knows what Tony wants because in uh, Iron Man one or two when uh or maybe it was the avengers i don't remember when tony thought he was gonna die jarvis without any prompting asked if he should call pepper Potts because he wanted to tony probably wanted to say i love you and i might die kind of thing jarvis knew this so he knows that that pepper is like the top of tony's priority list well right below like saving the world basically and yet when he fucking digs him out of the water he's just like hmm i wonder where tony wants to go i have fucking tennessee pre-programmed in so we're gonna go there fuck pepper and just fucking flies off two thousand miles away like 
What the fuck was that all about? Like I said, dropping the fucking ball. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. whole thing. That like that was the only way for him to get to Tennessee was them to just write in Jarvis being a retard. Yeah, because like if, if he was with Pepper, although maybe he thought that Jarvis was like, well, Pepper's safe. I know that because I dropped her off in the suit. Um, so if Tony goes down there, she's definitely not going to let him do what he needs to do. Um, and I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I don't like Jarvis's movie. Fuck that guy. He, he's just <laughs> not doing his goddamn job. And I don't know what happened to him. He went from like, oh yeah, this is my brilliant Butler AI Jarvis. He can do anything you want. You want gluten-free waffles? He's got you done. It's in the kitchen already. And in this movie, he's just like, I am robot. A go. Yeah. Yeah, I am. And then in a couple movies, he solves time travel. Let's go. Hella calculations. Yeah, it's because the kid. No. Like I said, Jarvis doesn't do that. Yet I googled what? Jarvis Jarvis. doesn't solve time travel because Jarvis Jarvis does the calculations. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. doesn't. No, he doesn't. That's Friday. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, sorry. There's a different robot that's basically the same one. A robot. It's an AI. Jarvis is the NC... robot now. Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. I thought you were the science guy in this, but now I we got to tell you. there was a fucking second robot, to be honest. <laughs> there was a whole bunch of them if you paid close attention. But I only recognize Jarvis and the retards that sweep and fucking fire extinguisher. I know how your brain works. So all you see is boners and buttholes. <laughs> Which, the one that was dealing with fire... Uh, was obviously banned from the fire extinguisher because there was clearly a fire in that house and he was just not yeah. doing anything. He had the dunce cap on. He was cleaning no, up the blood. Th- the other guy was filming. Oh, that's right, too. Just too many jobs for two robots. Yeah, need more robots. You see at the end of the movie, though, that yeah, uh, he, he gave him like him. a small... Mo- uh, yeah, there's that. And then uh, he gave the kid like a small little version of it, too. Oh, did he? I collection. didn't... I saw, like, the car and the, all the upgraded tools and whatnot, and then I saw him drag out the original Dunce ones with the trailer. Yeah. Stop doing this. Why do you people... I gotta report all these things. All right. You people? Sounds racist. Watch it. That's a, such an ass-eating, jobby thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, did you guys see that uh, the uh, sorry Trevor's tattoo was the same on the back of his neck no. in uh, this movie and in Shang Chi? I didn't even realize he had tattoos. Bastard! How do you not notice that that one small thing? Yeah, he's got a, a <laughs> Captain America shield tattooed on his neck, but the oh, A is he? like an anarchy symbol. Oh yeah, yeah, and he had it in uh, both movies if I remember correctly. What'd you think about Tony Hawk's Tony Hawk? <laughs> Tony Stark's biggest fan. Yo <laughs> Gary. What <laughs> guy. I modeled my whole look after you. Like I don't like my, my hair, I don't got a lot of product in. And he's like, but wait, this shows his tattoo. He's like, Yeah, it's modeled after this doll I made of you, so it's not quite like it's not like on off of a picture. That guy killed me. Fucking weirdo. (laughs) He wouldn't just bring both. Be like, could you just make it look like this man? Maybe make this doll a little better. (laughs) You tattoo this man's face onto my doll. (laughs) You can do that. You can buy, like, fake skin and just put, like, fake skin on it. Skin a cat. 
tattoo that. Like it was nice how it like showed the 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 celebrity of Tony Stark and the how he's just used to it. So used to he's like, No, no, don't worry. I get this all the time. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Come on. And then just like Tony needs Gary. And Gary needs Tony no to to do the job. To get shut out. up and go on the roof. <laughs> Yeah. There's uh, a lo- a bunch of little, like, technical weird plot hole things in this one that I find in every fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, when um, they were having the, like, Old West fucking shootout thing in the snow town, and the, uh, the bartender, like, pulled the shotgun on one of the super chicks, and she turned around and just grabbed it out of his hand. That's all fine and dandy, whatever. She's a super chick. But then she cocks the shotgun and an empty shell comes out for no reason, even though it's never been fired. That was pretty good. Um, And when Tony was uh, fucking sneaking into what's-his-name's compound that apparently doesn't have any sort of electronic security system, um, he... uh, he took out like three guards or four guards with his like little homemade bombs and shit like that that apparently no one heard. Uh and then once he got inside and took out the guy with his like taser hand, he then took that guy's gun. Why didn't you take the gun from the first four assholes you killed? They had like fucking SMGs and shit. Yeah, that shit ain't working. You can't one hand an SMG if you're Tony Stark. That takes that's got a lot of kick. You gotta have accurate one shot bursts. Plus, I, I was more worried when he, like, scratched his face with the taser hand. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, ah, mission's over, sorry. Yeah. I love how he just, like, fucking made bombs that just blew people up. That He had no confirmation that this was, like, where anything was. He was just going on, like, his hunches and some, like, primary data. He had no confirmation. He's just like, these guys, they're guarding something with guns. Hit them with homemade grenades, boys. <laughs> America, Jeff. Violence is in their nature. Also, then, how did he the, pay for all that shit, by the way? Like, I don't know. I'm assuming the same way he got the car. car. What car? The car that he drove this, uh, out of the small town that definitely wasn't his oh, beforehand. Yeah, no, that was, uh, he took the keys out of the guy who he taser blasted in the face. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I imagine it's Tony Stark. He has implants in his arms to call his suit. He probably has his credit card chipped in his hand somewhere and he just swipes. He's a billionaire. It doesn't matter. Or he could just be <laughs> like, hey, on, I'm Tony Stark. Bill me. Or like on his cell phone or something. Like he didn't have that, a cell right? phone with him, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But the only I, thing he I had imagine. was, well, he didn't even have a smartwatch. He just had the Door of the Explorer limited edition. Yeah. I, I imagine he's got his credit card and his chipped in his hand somewhere, though. I I don't think so. I think he was just said, hey, I'm Tony Stark. Like, you know I'm good for it. Send me an invoice. <laughs> just like when he smashed that guy's phone. Yeah. Bill me. Gets in his yeah. car. Like, yeah, that was a limited edition phone. I'm going to need $3 million. And Tony Stark's going to be like, yeah, fuck it. I don't even remember this guy. Here's three <laughs> bill. You know what? Here's seven. Fuck out of my face. Uh, a couple other little things I saw was during the last scene. Or what's the last scene? No, it was when he was after he was caught in the compound and he was doing this little like any time now my fucking suit's going to show up and whatnot. <laughs> and only like the one foot and the one hand showed up. And then he looked to see like where the rest of it was or the camera looked to see where the rest of it was. And they were just like pounding on a door like one. Why did two pieces get out and not those ones? Three. Why didn't they just go out the window? Because they clearly have no problem breaking windows because they broke in through a window. 
And like, why are they trying to be so polite about it? That whole thing was just like a weird comedic thing that didn't make sense. I think it was like, well, I mean, they're not sentient, right? Or are they? We we don't know. I'll have to Google it. Um, but they don't have cameras, so they're just going like at something. So I think it was just basically ramming and ramming, and just those two happened to get out. And luckily, it was a hand and a foot instead of like just his crotch piece and a mask. <laughs> I don't. That would have been funny, like him running around headbutting people. I well, like I agree. I agree. They don't have cam. Probably don't have cameras and whatnot. But that that also doesn't make sense because once the door was opened, they went out and then completely changed directories. Or er, the, the word Pro- trajectory. There we go. Uh, so they're not just going towards something and just t- trying to take the shortest path. They have like fucking sensors of sorts. They they should have gone through the window because when they got to when the other pieces got to him when he was in the fucking bed frame thing, they just blasted through the window. They didn't try and go through doors or anything like that. Well, I mean, yeah. they, like they didn't try to go through a door. Like they were running into shit, right? Um, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. There was a window literally right beside that door, like on the same wall. I, d- I don't understand why they didn't just go through it. Like, they don't have sensors. The sensors aren't Tony, so they just have a, his general location, and they just fly into shit until they stop or meet Tony. I, yeah, again, I don't believe that whatsoever, because once the door was opened, they came out and then did a 180 and went the other way. So they weren't heading towards Tony while the door was locked. They were just headbutting yeah. a locked door. Well... Yeah, maybe, maybe it was just because they tried that trajectory, but then was just hitting walls, and then as soon as they found something that gave give, they are just like, okay, this one we'll just try for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it was just, uh, like, for comedic, and it rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that... Uh, that scene where because he, he ends up catching uh, the face mask in that one, and that's because earlier on when the face mask when he did the flip and it actually latched onto his face, it hit him so hard that it split his lip. Yeah, and so that's why he ended up like catching that one. I figured the the fucking crotch piece would have done more damage than the uh, than the face plate. <laughs> he wears a cup made out of the same material at all times yeah. because of that. That and Pepper's a horny <laughs> bitch. That's his chastity belt. <laughs> yeah. Why did fucking um, uh, Iron, whatever fucking stupid ass name is, War Machine. Uh, why did he just like fall over when one of the chicks touched his hand? Uh, like, just it, melted the electronics. In his hand, and he just can't walk anymore. Well, if you end up shorting out something in the suit, then that's why. Because um, they, they, he partially, I think, uh, I think Killian ended up doing it partially with one of Tony's suits as well. Like, the one he ended up grabbing, like, the chest part, but there was another uh, part in the movie where he just grabbed the hand and it ended up somewhat shorting out. Not fully shorting out the suit, but also so the suit weird. was made by AIM. Like, the same people that did that like were part of the think tank that Killian ran. So maybe that they knew where the kill switch was in the suit. No, that's the same suit. They just repainted nope. it. They they redeveloped it. It's it said it was from AIM. That one that suit was way slimmer than the war machine armor. I thought I I thought they said they just rebranded it. That's my bad. 
But if they have some weird kill switch that they pro again, that's something they should have put in the movie because to me, they just touched his hand. He fell over. They then tied him up, fixed his hand, I guess, because he was like using all his sensors and whatnot when he was in the suit again, then melted, basically melted through the chest piece to get him to come out of it. But that didn't shut it down. And then once they beat him up, put one of the guys in and he just like flew away. So they just like fixed it while he was in it and melting the chest piece didn't do anything. That whole like situation just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think that scene was kind of compressed. Like I, I think the actual like time period in the movie was a lot longer. Um, uh, he was also not the chest. I believe it was like the stomach. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think the suit just like ejected him because it thought it was uh, in an environment that was he was not going to be able to survive. So like, okay, something is going on in the suit. We need to get him out of it. Um, uh, I don't know how they fixed it though. Like he, it, it's kind of weird that they could just fix it. Um, because I don't think they built it. I think they just re like they modified the old suit for sure, but I don't think they rebuilt the suit because they like no one but Tony has the Iron Man suit, so no one but Tony would know how to make it, right? Mm-hmm. But they definitely they definitely did give it like a, an overhaul, basically like Justin Hammer, but slightly better. Uh, and I think that's how they knew how to fix it. Maybe that's how they knew uh, grabbing him on the arm would actually like short it out and cause it to to uh, malfunction. Yeah, maybe there was some scenes cut or something, but I would have loved to know that because from an outsider looking in, a chick just grabbed him by the hand. Yeah, she goes like super hot or whatever, which is fine and it can melt through. But she grabbed him by the hand and the whole suit just powered down. He fell on his face and made no sense to me. Uh, I don't know if hydraulic fluid is like more or less effective at different temperatures. So I'm assuming that's how they move around in the suit. Yeah, hydraulic fluid. You... I mean, unless Tony just made the whole thing under one pressure system, the pressure would increase under high temperatures and actually make it work faster unless it blew a bunch of pistons and whatnot. But if his legs are connected to his arms, Tony made that thing like a retard or whoever made it. Yeah, I think it would have been better and probably a lot funnier, but really stupid if they just put like a, a shutdown button somewhere on it. She's just like, ah, boop, gotcha. Yeah, and that would make sense if they said that, and if it was AIM that made that suit, right? Like, then they this was like their plan from the beginning, and you could see that they've been plotting this for a long ass time, right? But the way they did it to me it just looked weird. Oh man, I didn't even know that. Uh... Um, so the guy that directed Iron Man 3 also directed The Nice Guys and apparently in both movies there's an interrogation scene that pretty much goes the same way I don't know, Jeff's never seen The Nice Guys but no never even heard of it <laughs> oh it is too I, when, uh, when Tony uh, um, uh, is like hey like tell us um, tell us where Pepper is, and he'll stop doing it. And he's like, what? And then he burns him in his ear. And he's like, oh, okay, I get it. And then in The Nice Guys, he has a similar scene where they're looking for that girl. Um, I don't know when the last time Jordan watched it because he'd be the only one that knows it right now. But um, they go to a hotel bar, and they're like, hey, we're looking for this girl. He's like, oh, I've never seen him. Well, you tell us, and he'll stop doing it. And then the bartender's like, stop doing what? And the one character just grabs him by the tie and smashes his face into the bar. 
And he's like, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> That's neat. Yeah. Pretty, pretty lazy, I, but. <laughs> I mean, it. That's that's a uh, a thing, right? Is it lazy or is it a reference? Just reuse yeah. material, and fans call it a reference, not lazy. The nice guys came out after, so the nice guys is referencing Iron Man. Yeah, that's fine. It, yeah. it doesn't matter which one come out before. Is it lazy or is it a reference? It's it's the same thing, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Uh, I, w I just did a quick Google search of this Iron Patriot armor, and this is just one random Marvel movies fandom website, so again, it could be entirely wrong. Uh, said that the armor was upgraded by AIM, but was still the base model that Tony Stark made. And I, I made, uh, what you guys were saying made me think, why would they, if this was like Iron Patriot and their plan, and or I mean, obviously it was their plan, but the kill switch and all that kind of stuff. Why would they go through the part of making a kill switch when, if they upgraded it and did all this stuff to it, why wouldn't they just like, have a remote fucking way of deactivating it and ejecting him from the suit. Like why go through all this like hard work and possibly damaging the suit by melting it from the outside and all this, when you, you literally are the one who put the upgrades in it. Why not just have a bypass? Maybe they would have noticed. Cause that, well, I don't know who's in the suit, but it seems like Tony can get access pretty much anytime he wants. I mean, Tony can get access to anything anytime he wants, right? Like, he was in the fucking courtroom and he just, like, took over all their TVs and shit from his cell phone, so... That's just part of Tony. He is the tech god. Yeah. Um, there wasn't, uh... I don't think there was too many references to, to other things in the Marvel Universe. Maybe, like... They definitely reference New York a lot, but that's just because it's what it's based off of, or his symptoms are based off of. Uh, I still love the Mandarin as a character, even just Trevor in general. That's just, that kills me. Yeah, and they had the the guy from Iron Man 1 in it for reference, right? The uh, Hope guy? Yeah. His name is apparently Ho. At least according to Reddit, they could have, yeah, Ho Jensen. That makes more sense. He's like, ah, the world can use a lot more hoes. <laughs> it is Ho Jensen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I One of the things that did bug me was the fact that how Pepper went from, like, scared little bitch to the badass role. So I don't know if that had anything to do with Extremis or not, but the fact that she would just, like, went into it beat Killian's ass and then all of a sudden just went back to be like, Oh my God, like, well, I'm, I'm terrified again. Yeah. I was just like, that didn't make any sense. Like, how did you even know how to do all that shit? Taking Pilates. Yeah. Coochie crystals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that scene was weird. She just like took out an Iron Man suit, took out fucking Mandarin. And then was just like, yep, I'm, I'm just crying again. Yeah. I, I assume it was just like her survival instinct kicked in. And since she was on that, like super soldier drug, it was like to the max. So she could just fight for that or fight that well. Um, and then once it, like she actually realized what was happening, it's sort of like a, the end of captain Phillips, which I don't think Jeff will understand at all. Yeah. Um, where he's just like, the situation is finally over with. And then he just like starts breaking down. Yeah. She's like, Oh, I just did all that. I just fucking murdered him, man. And I broke Tony's suit. 
one of them. Well, of she forty three of them. She didn't know that there was that many. She, I'm sure she didn't just stand there and count them in the sky like I am so mad. Forty fucking three suits. <laughs> he could have been fucking me. That was one thing that like is really dumb. Tony's got forty three suits and he's got them programmed to, or at least one of them programmed to go be able to go on to anyone he points at basically right like he did that to pepper once and he did that to uh the bad guy at the end when he tried to blow him up and all that kind of stuff why would he only have like one that did that because he just why? thought of it yeah that was the that but, was the newest one yeah the one where he had like the implants in his arms so he had to he had that's how he had control of it yeah uh, was that also the autonomous one yeah yeah Okay, because I was thinking, like, he had that whole thing when when his place got attacked, and he put pots in the suit, and all the other ones were just, like, useless immobile objects, when he clearly had the Legion. Why didn't he have Jarvis just, like, fucking fire up some of them and shoot back at the helicopters? Probably wasn't thinking. He was just, at the time, like, I gotta get uh, Pepper out safe. And then he also didn't know if he could get access to him, which was probably a smart thing because they would have been fucked up if he had opened the, the chute. With all the missiles going off and shit. And Debris. Debris. That's the, so much that's the Debris. worst. I'm sure Debris you could have dug his way out. One of them could. Which one? <laughs> Let me. I got them all here. Yeah. Big old Eagle. Striker? Or Striker or Pit Gamma? Pistol or piston hands could have punched his way out. That's striker or gamma or piston hand is fiddler. Mm. Well, I'm sure hand. they could have got out of some rubble, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> he does use that. You end up seeing into Age of Ultron. I'm I'm honestly really stoked for all the movies that happen after Age of Ultron. I find they get really good when it comes to that. But it's uh. It's taking too long. We gotta start doing podcasts every day. No, I gotta finish. I want to watch. I can't all. handle <laughs> more movies in a week. <laughs> One, One a week, week is too much. <laughs> I oh my god! Have to convince myself to fucking watch the movie. <laughs> Just watch it with. Uh... How am I supposed to critique it and write stuff down if I'm babysitting? Gotta pay attention. No, the baby, it's a, it's a, it's a boy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it'll watch it. It's a Marvel movie. It'll be like, whoa, explosions? No, it's too busy throwing fucking toy cars at me. I'll throw a toy car throw back. It. He'll learn. I do, Knock that but then out. it throws it out back at me. Knock it out. <laughs> we're, we were discussing this earlier, Jeff. Where's that ruthlessness? <laughs> I'm not allowed. I, wait, I wanted to uh, uh, watch this while the baby was napping today, but then the fucking external hard drive was being a pain in the ass, and apparently... When I delete something off of it, it goes into the trash can on my computer and doesn't free up the space on the external hard drive as long as it's still in the trash can on my PC. Hell yeah. Which I yeah. have to auto-dump anyway, so I don't know why it didn't auto-dump. So then I just got frustrated and went back downstairs. Should have just watched it on Netflix. Iron Man 3 is on Netflix? Yeah. Why? Because? I thought all the Marvel movies were disney exclusives now uh they still have they're still like streaming rights because of like canada and shit oh yeah 
If you Google movies, they will. Oh. Google tells you where you can watch it. What's the next one? Can I watch this bitch uh, on Netflix? The next one is. Oh fuck yeah, Captain America two. Uh, Captain Winter America: Soldier. The Winter Soldier. I don't. Uh, I might be on there. Maybe they they had a decent amount of Marvel movies because it was yeah. they bought the rights before uh, Disney Plus was a thing. No, this one's yeah. just Disney Plus, so you can buy it from YouTube, Google, Apple, yeah. and Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, all right. Any uh any last little bits that we want to round up? Yeah. Before we get to the ratings. Yeah. Uh, it's clearly because of the PG-13 movie, but their bodies are so hot that they can melt metal, but their clothes are just like, no, it's fine. Except for the last scene, the big bad guy Mandarin, his shirt burnt off, but nothing else did. Even though he literally walked through a fire and was exploded. Again, yeah. it's just because it's PG-13, but like, clothes can't handle that. <laughs> right. That's your problem. You didn't think of uh, when that fucking lady bitch... Walk through those flames, and then all her clothes were still on. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's the same thing, right? Like it, I noticed it multiple times. Every time they heated up, and it went from like their arm all the way up and started shooting through their necks and whatnot. Like that shirt should just be in flames by now. The Kevlar. <laughs> yeah. Kevlar. Aluminum woven shirt. Kevlar fucking sports bra. Let's go. Yeah, because she's got like I mean she's got super nipples. Those will pop out of any shirt except Kevlar. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I would have, again, to me, the Mandarin, the actual Mandarin guy, uh, what's his fucking name, Killian or something. Uh, he again is just like an evil for the sake of being evil villain, and I don't find them overly interesting. He's just like I'm gonna make so much money, and that's that's my motivation i'm already omega rich but i'm gonna i'm gonna make more money and by do to do that i'm gonna take over the world and to me those kind of villains are not interesting so i didn't really like him as a as a villain i was much more interested in the terrorist uh mandarin when he was basically if he was just doing to america all the things that america had done to them that to me was would have been more interesting it's an eye for an eye kind of villain you wronged me i'm gonna wrong you that while again it's super basic at least is more interesting than just haha money yeah because that's more realistic no that's realistic it's just not interesting <laughs> that's fair yeah i guess we see it too much in our, yeah. our everyday life exactly it's basically just played jeff bezos if jeff bezos was a blatant murderer <laughs> well we don't know how many people have died in those warehouses that's why I said blatant yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all I have really alright everyone good got their ratings all set up we're going to start with Jeff to, to... shit yeah. yeah you did it you got to start it off boom okay. get it now um I wasn't overly interested in the main villain, especially after they did the bait and switch from the terrorist. Uh, so that's whatever. The music, again, Zach might entirely be right on uh, they're trying to reflect Tony's mental state, but I would have liked it to be like a classic rock take on that if they were uh, uh, going to go that route. It just, to me, it just felt out of place. Um, 
other than that, the writing was okay. There's like a bunch of weird shit, like Einstein slept three hours a day and the stupid shit with Pepper and the stupid shit with Jarvis and all that kind of stuff. So like, there's a lot of weird stuff, but the movie was basic, flashy, actiony. They tried to give Tony a like a human side, which I appreciated. I didn't think he did it well, but I think it was an attempt. Um, yeah, it's it's a movie I would watch if someone put it on. I liked it more this time than I did the last time. For some reason, the uh, my only memory of it before was just like fucking Tony being emo for like an hour in the snow when that's not what happened at all. So I don't know if I was just like in a weird mental state when I watched it the first time or what happened there. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it it's an okay movie. I don't think it's spectacular. I think it's one of the better Iron Man movies. I mean, there's three, so one of the better. Woo, top three. But uh, <laughs> I think it's better than two and probably comparable with one. Um, so I'd give it like a six and a half, a seven, something like that. Eh, probably a six and a half, seven sounds a little too high. Uh, it's fine. It's not great. It's a movie. All right, that was uh, that was pretty close. It was higher than both me and Jordan predicted. Look at that. This makes it tough. We can't can't decide. What uh, what do you got there, there, Jordan? Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, a seven. So half of my dick size in inches. <laughs> Uh, yeah, seven. It, it was a good movie. The the music played well, although I would have liked uh, more classic rock. Um, although I don't know if that was like a directorial choice or, or uh, the music was chosen specifically to show like his emotional state. Um, some of the some of the animation was a bit janky, but I mean, I think the rest of the movie made up for it completely. Uh, it was just like non essential bullshit that I'm I'm being nitpicky about. Uh, I, I would have liked a better. Uh, post-traumatic down syndrome representation but hey take what you can get uh yeah i think it was a solid movie uh it's a seven and i think if it was if it was on tv or like i was bored i would definitely throw this on or uh or like well i mean I, i've just watched the mc movie mcu movies before because uh, i was bored so uh, it's definitely uh something i would i would re-watch in the future yeah i definitely definitely agree um it's the the characters it had a lot of familiar characters um some of the acting choices weren't always the best when it came to them but it still had the wittiness from tony um and Rhodes. i think roadie actually showed a more of a badass streak and, and more of like that um colonel or not colonel but like the soldier in the dirt type deal with the action that he had um Writing was pretty well done. Story was very straightforward. Uh, the bait and switch was, even though it disappointed some fans, I think it was actually pretty well done. If you don't see it for the first time, um, or, or if you've never seen the movie and you're just watching it for the first time, it actually is, is a nice little twist to it. Uh, I give this one a 7.5. Um it's not uh, like I would still watch it. It wouldn't be one that if I'm watching the MCU, I'd skip like uh, the last one we watched. But uh, there definitely are better ones both before it and especially after it. So um, that gives a nice little rating of a seven 
from uh, from us here at By the Railside. I'm gonna write that right on the goddamn board. I'm gonna throw a tomato. Uh, I think the best way to describe a movie with this kind of rating for me is I would never go out of my way to watch it, but if it happened to be around and I was bored, I might put it on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely put on like the other ones before I do this one. This one was just an odd choice. And again, it probably is the change in director that does it so much, but um, yeah, don't forget to uh, follow us Twitch uh twitter instagram tiktok um all that shit we're gonna we're gonna try and post more things um and we're gonna keep saying that we're gonna try and we're not gonna do it so just make sure you listen it's the thought that counts it was a christmas movie (laughs) um join us next week uh pretty sure we'll be recording again on friday so we're gonna aim for around 7 30 eastern standard time you figure out your own time zone because I don't have time for that. And we're going to be watching and reviewing Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which for the most part, I think universally has been rated uh, or has been reviewed and rated as the best out of, I think, anything but Endgame and Infinity War as one of like, the top tier movie. So because of that, Jeff's going to rate I it a thought, one. I thought the... Uh... Black Panther one was rated higher. No, similar? that's that's Rotten Tomatoes. This, this is like critics oh. and all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, join us for that. Uh, other than that, you guys, uh, you guys take care. Enjoy your your time off, and uh, make sure that you masturbate because it's it's healthy. Cunt. Stop doing it with the door open. All right. All right. I can hear you whacking away up there. <laughs> Yo, I'm bored. I, what else you want me to do? That's a lot of lube. No, no, no. Dry hand. Just all That's in not there. a dry hand, then. You fucking Yeah, I missed. Me. <laughs> I just spit on, on the, the wall. floor. For... <laughs> Nothing gets me off. It's, like a, it's a routine. Coffee. It's a routine. Oh, it's like me when I play fucking golf and I putt. I've got this like fucking 15 second weird foot and head routine I do before I putt. It's really weird, but I can't stop myself from doing it. I just tee off. <laughs> <laughs>